Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, uh, yeah. We've got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rep up for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas, Jay. Mm, don't have Jay Hill. You can't find Jay oh. Hill today. <laughs> where the fuck is Jay Hill? Nobody knows Jay. where Jay Hill is. Where in the world is Jay Hill the nigger? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the fellas, John Lane and Trey Ely. Uh, we put out an APB for Jay. Somebody has Jay Hill. We just don't know who. Yeah, we haven't his spoken wife. to him in a couple hours. So if you heard from no, Jay we Hill, hope it's his wife. wife. Yeah, we hope, hope his wife has him. Um, yeah, hope it's not like some <laughs> criminal or something. What? <laughs> he got he got priors. <laughs> I got warrants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the podcast where we are musicians and artists who love to talk sports, and we're doing this on a Sunday on a Sunday night. Uh, we missed our Thursday. Everybody has work to do this week, so we're just doing. Um, uh, a makeshift show just to make sure we got something for you guys. This is episode 68. So um, let's get right into it. Washington Wizards are seven and three. Who knew? Who would have who who saw that coming? Uh, let's go. Yeah. Uh, and so the question of the day is, should the Wizards consider trading Rui? Um, and what would you get for him? Uh, let's throw that to John. Well, I think it depends on what he does when he comes back. Uh, I don't know what his deal is with him not playing right now. I think it's just kind of kind of up in the air. A lot but, of mystery uh, around him. It, it, yeah, it's it's a bit of a mystery. It's been, it's, it's been a bit of a mystery all around professional sports right now with people not playing and people getting COVID. But anyway, um, I think because of what we've seen Avdia do, it might not be a bad idea to maybe package – um, Rui with Thomas Bryant and Bertans. Uh, I, I trust Tommy Shepard. Uh, Everybody all, trusts Tommy Shepard after getting. We, we all Westbrook. trust him now after, after <laughs> what we just saw. <laughs> uh, we all trust him now. So um, I feel like you could get maybe a second round pick for Rui um, and a player off the bench. I don't know that you're going to be able to get a big star. Um, but you could get someone to sort of fill in that 
four position off the bench. Oh, not the four position, the three position off the bench um, to help out Montrez Harrell. So, uh, yeah, I think they should trade him. I think they definitely need to get rid of Bertans, and they definitely need to get rid of Thomas Bryant. But pack, packaging those two and adding Rui to that, I think would would really benefit us. They're being really vague about his return. First off, like they they don't have a certain. They're being it's just vague vague information regarding his return date. He hasn't been seen at any of the games really either. So. Usually, if a player is hurt, or you know, or if they're just not playing, but they're still practicing, they, they're at the games, just not suited up. And he hasn't been seen at all. Um, you think there's a, a bit of um, drama or underlining uh, controversy surrounding that? Like normally, players would be there if they were even with the team. I, I, I did read that he was he he met with the team last week. Right. Uh, um, I read that too. But he's not showing up for the game still, and they don't have a definite timeline for his return. Um, Trey, what's your thoughts? I mean, by them saying personal issues, I, I, I believe them. Um, just simply because I don't think Rui's career has amounted to enough yet for him to be having a beef or anything with the team. Like, there's nothing. I mean, I mean he can't be, enough but nobody to, gives a shit. <laughs> Go ahead and beef, though. So, yeah, I mean, so I, I really think it is like a personal issue, and that's why he's not there, whatever it is he's going through. Um. And as far as trading him, um, I don't think that we could get much for him right now, to be honest. I don't think that, it, I mean, because everybody else is looking at him, like trying to figure out what's what's going on with him as well um, at the moment. And um, I, I think that, you know, also we have a lot of random role players that we picked up as a result of uh, getting rid of a Westbrook. And um, West, oh wow! I think we have to let this season, or at least the first half of this season, play out to see what we want to keep and what we want to get rid of. Obviously, we're not keeping all these guys, right? You know, so somebody, uh, some of these threes and fours that we have are going to be gone. So we'll see who stays and who goes. And Rui's on that list as well. So um, somebody's gone for sure. Yeah. Here's the question. So, um, if you look at his numbers for the last two years, he's a he's a ninth pick in a 2019 um, draft. He averages around 13.7 points a game, shooting about 47 percent from the field, 31 percent from three, averaging around six rebounds. Is that enough of a resume to move him and get something credible for him? Mm. Maybe a pick or I think that's why you need to package him. Mm. And I think the problem is that it's not good enough numbers to get back his value. Meaning, we drafted him with a lottery pick, and those numbers aren't good enough to get lottery pick value back. Right. right. And I think that's that's an issue. So, uh, before we move on to the next one, let's just do uh, best possible landing spots for Rui, if there Ooh. are any. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Uh, Somewhere playing basketball at this point. Minnesota? Japan? No, I mean just anywhere playing basketball at this point. Uh, He's got to play first, right? You got to be able to play first. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere with a basketball. He could go to the Nets, man. They need some bench players. For who? Well... That's a good question. <laughs> For Kyrie. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Oh God, that would be. Hey, no, they got no, equal. No. They got equal uh, personal issues out of the. You know that kind of thing going <laughs> that on. That would be fucking. Right, you just trading. You trading spaces is at this point. You just exactly. trading spaces. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about trading an apple for an apple? He's like, no. you give them to the Sixers places, for Ben Simmons. You got trading spaces. <laughs> <laughs> what you say? <laughs> He's like either for Ben Simmons or Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the Sixers ain't coming off Ben for that, but I mean it would be lovely. There are a lot of places he could go. He could go. He could go to um, Detroit. <laughs> he could go to Detroit. He could go to Milwaukee. They need some. They need somebody there. After the game we saw tonight, they need somebody. Huh. Well, I mean. They got some people out though, man. They do. They, Middleton didn't play, and Lopez didn't, didn't play, play either. Lopez didn't play either. Yeah, the other, uh, where's other his brother at? He played the other night. Who? Uh, Giannis's brother. He played the other night. What? Where's um? No, not his brother. Um, uh, Brooke Lopez? Lopez's brother. Oh, uh, Robin Lopez. Lopez? Yeah, Isn't one is of them now? with the Nets? Did he go to the Nets? One of them went to the Wizards know. last year, right? Yeah, he was, but I don't remember where he went. I don't know where he All went. All I remember is we had the wrong brother. He's with Orlando right now. Yeah, that's right. We did. He's in Orlando. Oh. So yeah. he, he downgraded. Yo, he he at Orlando, he getting 12 million this year. Man, he, he ain't downgrade. <laughs> he well, did all right. I mean, as far as what team he's on, he keeps yeah, nah, nah, had he a hook shot. Uh, all right. So what? That, that, that keeps going in for some reason. We don't have any place for Rui to land except for Japan. <laughs> yeah. Return to sender. That's a title right yeah, there. A, nowhere for Rui to land that's, except Japan. That's a good lyric, too. I got bars, son. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, with a big win against the Bucks, is it time to put uh, respect on Danny's name? Yes, I think hmm. it is. Oh, Danny? Danny, yeah. Denny, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He he's um, you know, solid defender, and his poise, man, like his, yeah, he he's he's got it, man. You can just look at him, watch him play. You can just tell he's he's got, he's he's got it, man. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he definitely is doing things that I didn't expect. You know, he came from Israel. He didn't have a lot of big numbers in Israel. But his potential was so great that we thought that last season we were going to see him put points on the board, and then he got injured, and so we saw none of that. But man, you got to give credit to Wes Unseld to facilitate a, a defensive scheme among all these players. Yeah, They're really doing things that we didn't expect them to do. But Even you really Hill need to had take a good defensive game today. Yeah, but you really need to take credit away from Scott Brooks too. Right, well, yeah, I don't want to give any credit to Scott oh, Brooks. Wait, man, I give the only credit. The only credit I give Scott Brooks is he agreed to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's funny, yo. Um, so his defensive presence is what you guys are more impressed with than his offensive output. Uh, I mean, uh, his no, I'm mostly well defense, yes, but I'm most I'm mostly impressed with his confidence, swagger, and just poise. I mean yeah. that's that's the thing about a about a you see a young player that just he he just had something about him he was in an pressure situation he was so cool yeah. I mean like yeah he he's got 
he's got the right head on his shoulders to to be to be good. Well, I'm looking at the numbers from today, and he went. He he scored three points, two blocks, nine rebounds, four assists. Sheesh. Twenty seven minutes. I mean, yeah, that's he made plays. like, <laughs> yeah, that's all. He I'm made plays, but but like the dude made plays, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, are you more impressed with his his output, not his actual scoring output, but his overall yes. output? No, I'm, I'm actually I'm, more I'm, impressed. I'm more I'm more impressed with his defensive presence because I I didn't think he I didn't think he had that. It's like it's like seeing Davis Bertans come in and like have three blocks. It, it, I mean, it it was it was defense and also like literally the poison and discipline. Um, his defense that he was playing was very disciplined. Um, he, you know, he was he was just, he was just very, very under control. All right, so uh, me... and and he did what he need what he was asked to do, like what what was needed. Didn't have to take all the shots because you said three points, but I don't know that he took a lot of shots. I think he, he took, was just he in took, there contributing what needed to be done. He only took three shots. He took three. Yeah, shots. he was just. Um, and one of those, the one shot that he did make was a three. So he went one of three total. He went one of two from the three point. So the that, shot he made that dagger, good. that dagger that Dinwiddie hit, that assist was, cl- I mean, Ooh, clean. Yeah. I mean, Bill yeah. gave him the ball and he just popped it right over. I mean, like. Yeah, that was good eyes. And he was double teamed too. He saw it immediately. Yeah, that was very, very clutch. That was a that was a very clutch assist. That that. So are we are we more impressed? And I'll, I'll ask this question, and we can move on. Are we more impressed with the head coaching, um, with Unsell Junior, or the player output? I'd say the coach. I'd say the coach too. Okay. I don't know that Scott Brooks would have done the same with the with these with this. He wouldn't have. I mean, it ain't like the team is that different, (laughs) right? I mean, there are some uh, you know some new faces, but we see some of the same guys looking better. Again, I got (laughs) to give Scott Brooks credit. The players, when Wes Unseld was hired, the players all agreed that the defense needed to improve. And if Scott Brooks didn't have such a shitty defensive year, none of the players would have all agreed <laughs> that defense was the number one priority when Wes Unsell came in. So thank you, Scott Brooks. You deserve credit on that. So, I mean, the players even, like, yeah, man, I, I just, I, I don't have enough bad things to say about Scott Brooks. But all right. <laughs> okay. Like, he's terrible. Uh, there's plenty. There's plenty. <laughs> we he can do a whole terrible, segment on it. <laughs> he was horrible. But the only reason he came here is because they thought that he would be he would be able to talk Kevin Durant into coming coming here. Yep. Okay. Which, by the way, I I just had a conversation with a friend of mine, and he truly does believe that Kevin Durant, who's a free agent at the end of the season, if the Wizards make it into the playoffs, I mean, all these things need to happen. They need to make the playoffs. They need to get to the ECF. They, they need also to need to get, to get a time finals. machine with Doc Brown <laughs> and go back to 1970. They need to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> and he truly does believe that Kevin Durant could come here. But those oh. things need to happen. They need you to know, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Honestly, in hindsight, looking at it, Scott Brooks coming here might have kept Kevin Durant from coming here. I, I agree with that. I think that's the reason why he didn't come here. Because... Those guys know he's trash, 
And if you look back at that team, they had how many MVPs, future MVPs on that team? Mm-hmm. At least three. Mm-hmm. And they all left. <laughs> but the thing is, they were they were exciting and hot or whatever because of the talent they had. It wasn't because of him. That's very true. Mm. It's a testament That's to like, uh, different who, coaches. Who was the former head? Who was the former head coach of the Lakers? Luke. Um, Oh, Luke Walton. Shit. Oh, yeah. Walton's son. Yeah, Luke Walton. Yeah. Well, they got rid of him. He can't take credit. Yeah. My, or Mike Brown with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He can't take credit. That was all yeah, LeBron. He definitely that was LeBron credit. coaching that team. Yeah. That was like, <laughs> oh, man, come on, dude. Um, all right. Uh, wait, where are we? Uh, since we brought up LeBron, let's go to the Lakers. And uh, the question is, what is wrong with the Lakers? I think we <laughs> – I feel like that's a weighted question. Russell. Westbrook, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're, they're they're sitting five and five in the Western Conference, and they're not they're not really getting blown out in a lot of their games. They're losing between a ten to like a seven to ten point differential. Some games are closer than that. Most of the games I'm looking to at now, Oklahoma two. City. Yeah, they blew a nineteen <laughs> point deficit. They they blew that. And that they lost was by two. Embarrassing. Yeah. Um, LeBron's in and out of the lineup because of like nagging injuries. Um, Carmelo's playing well. Like you can't, yeah. You know Carmelo's playing well. Um, Anthony Davis is playing like Anthony Davis. So I, I think we go back to that whole adage that Anthony Davis isn't enough by himself yet. Mm. Yeah. Like you need LeBron with Anthony Davis. He's not that. Go to Alpha. I can take over and dominate what is, the game. What is Westbrook's role? So the problem with yeah. Westbrook, right? I think is pace. Yeah, I don't think that Westbrook fits on a LeBron team, and I don't know how LeBron didn't know that. But anyway, I LeBron, Westbrook's teams are all at his pace. He pushes the ball, and then he distributes, and it's all about his pace. True. LeBron runs point on his team, and he, you know, LeBron does half court set type of stuff. Not all that running that Westbrook does. Yeah, that's a good. And, um, you know, this is this just is not the right situation for Westbrook, man. Yeah, but do you think he can be worked in and healed? I only think the only way I think this works is that if if Vogel. Runs him like with a Second different unit, unit. like unit. yeah, like the, yeah, yeah. That they give him his his own time, and then just you know run plays where when he's in there with the starters, where he's more of kind of a you know distraction secondary ball handler, but you know and, and take whatever looks that but he how gets. How did they not see that? But I think yeah. that they thought was in in. I could be wrong, but when you look at a squad like this, you're looking at about five to six starters or five or six players who played on the Olympic team together <laughs> and they were able to make it work. And it, but those five yeah, six, but many those, of them those, are post prime. But some of those players mm-hmm. are good shooters. Like we all knew that we all know that Russell Westbrook is not a great shooter. I don't, I don't understand why he's taking so many shots. I don't understand why he's just because not well, driving. Well, yes and no. Because of the situation he's in where he's not playing his normal game, what do you do when you get the ball? Okay, you take an open look. 
because you're kind of like standing there getting kick out. Well, yeah, he's got an open look because they they want him to take the shot. Because <laughs> his because his game, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but his game is penetrate. You know, collapse the defense, and they're not playing that with him. So mm. now he's just kind of there on the wing, and he gets the ball. Now what do I do with it? Well, see, here's the thing, and like with Westbrook, I think Westbrook and Davis could be a tandem duo, but you're not going to surpass the LeBron Davis duo. Like it's, that's just the, that's who your team is going to have to run through. That's who that team's going to have to run through to make a push. Like they did when they won the championship two years ago. Like it's just, there's no way you, you mean, I think you hit it on the head too, Trey. A lot of these players are kind of past their prime. Um, uh-huh. and kind of holding on to the, the, the notion that they can win with um, experience. And, and no disrespect, but including to, LeBron. No, yeah, yeah. No, but experience will get you to a certain level or a certain uh, playing level, but you you out here running with a bunch of young guys at the end of the day who can run. Like, you can see they got players taking three steps and then at the other end of the basketball court now. Like, it's just it's and like I, it's and I two think, dribbles. I they think, on the other side of the court. I think this might hurt the Lakers because come – Playoff time, these old men gonna be tired and beat up. Well, yeah, I mean, you I, know, injuries, I, I, tired. Day, I agree. I agree with Trey. I, I'm actually quite surprised that they brought Westbrook there, not knowing what role he could fit into. They would have been better off with a young dude. I think they happy that can they shoot. Just happy to or have something. Somebody that can bring that intensity and also kind of put their head down and and drive the ball. Again, you don't expect that dude to take all these jump shots, you know. Yo, I heard that they had a shot at Buddy Hield instead of Westbrook. Now, that would have been way better. Oh, I didn't hear that. No, I didn't hear that either. I I heard some some chatter about it. I don't know how true it is. And you got Rondo there, too. Rondo came back. So, it's like you got. Right. But Rondo's starting to be on that same list, the old guys that are past their prime, too. But you gotta, you gotta also, you gotta take into consideration. Yeah, you gotta, but you gotta take into consideration when you get to the second half of the season and the minutes they play versus the minutes they don't play. Really, this team is just trying to make it into the playoffs, and they're not trying to make it into the play-in. They want to be in the in the bottom, like between like four and six. They make it to four and six. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a different outlook on this team, bro. If this had been ten years ago, this team would have went undefeated. Maybe, maybe twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite twenty. I mean, it's 15, getting close. 15. About ten years ago, though, this team would have went undefeated. I mean, it's a, it, <laughs> we always say it's a different game. It's a, it's a, it's a shoot. I mean, game. that's how old these guys are. You think about all the 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 stars, the ten big years, names on the Lakers. Yeah. T- think about all ago, ten years ago, they were all good. Mm. Yeah, but they were in their prime. <laughs> that's my point. Yeah, <laughs> ten years. Right, yeah. <laughs> But two years, years but I two said years, 10 years ago, bro. Not two, five, 10. Two years ago, they won a championship with two guys who weren't in their prime. Well, AD is. AD's going to be in his prime for another four years, bro. AD's the only one. Yeah. Mm. LeBron is still very, very, very good. Like, he's still one of the best yeah. players, but. One of the best. He's top three. Yeah. But he's not the same LeBron he was. But he don't have to be. He does with the rest of these old he might, dudes. He might, he might with this squad. 
<laughs> he does so with it, these guys. Point. There are a lot of old cats on this team, man. But Ten years ago, on. man. Look, you talking about Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, um, the Russell Westbrook, love, the biggest uh, disappointment, Carmelo DeAndre. Anthony, DeAndre Jordan's like, I'm like, yo, watching that dude jump makes my feelings hurt. DeAndre Jordan, yeah, all these guys. <laughs> Ten years ago, we, man, you couldn't afford him. Ten years ago, you couldn't afford this team. Ten years nah. ago, no way. Yeah, but I mean, history says when you put all these post prime players together. on a team it never in any sport it don't do nothing. We'll see. I, I I'm still. They tried it with Shaq. And Shaq. They had Shaq, Kobe, Gary Payton, and Carl Malone on the same team. They did. Wow. They ain't that do nothing. It's true. They did. Different mm, different league that though. Is true. Different league. Mm, same <laughs> result. But it was it was all <laughs> it was post. It was post prime, man. When you get all these old guys post prime, them names sound really good. But when you realize they ain't the guys that you were thinking they are, the Washington football team did the same thing. Jason Taylor, uh, what, uh, Bruce, Bruce Bruce Smith, Smith, Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders. Football is different though. Football ain't a stubble field. Good God! All right, uh, well, let's move on to football then. Is it time for the Washington football (laughs) team to tank? Man, I feel like Ron Rivera's there right now. I feel like Ron Rivera's washed. You think yeah. he's washed? We I gave him five years and he's washed. I think he's washed, bro. He's Ooh. losing the team. So here's the thing, right? Now, I'm going to explain myself because it is, it's, it's, it's early in a rebuild to say that the rebuild didn't work. I understand that. But when you start looking at just decision he's made and things he's saying, just the way things are like, that's what worries me. The fact that the team's not good isn't the real concern to me. It's the like the kicker situation. Okay, Dustin Hopkins misses all these field goals. You keep him there. Then the next week or a couple weeks later, he misses like one. And then you cut him and then you hire some dude that we never heard of. That's that's been terrible. That has been terrible. Dustin Hopkins is, was 12 of 14 this season. 12 he, of 14, You would have been better off keep, keeping Dustin. For a, a kicker who has never kicked in a professional game. And has had three kicks blocked already. He was working for three. Yes. He was a He's had three block. blocked in, in what, two weeks? <laughs> and Ron Rivera says, well, he just needs a little bit more snaps. Like, I mean, like, like these decisions. The so, so right. So, 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 John, I'm, a, I'm gonna help you with this, right? It kind of makes me think of Joe Gibbs' second stint with the just the cloudy, foggy mind decisions. Just like, oh well, uh, this is the reason I did that. And you're like, what are you thinking? Yeah, what? That's that. That's didn't Joe he, Gibbs so. come back and say that he it, he shouldn't have been coaching or something like that? Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, at the so end, at the end of the day, he was like, "I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have come." So, back. right. So, I, I feel like this I is reminiscent to me. <laughs> yeah. This is reminiscent to me of Joe Gibbs 2.0. Like, it's a guy that was good, but it was just like, man, I'm dated, That's man. I'm not with it no more. You mean and Joe Gibbs and, and 2.0. And the, oh. the thing, the thing that, the thing that cosigns that is it's very consistent with Snyder's tenure. Snyder is all about signing big names. That's mm-hmm. it. We never yeah. go out and get the the coordinator that's going to be the next guy. We let the Sean McVeighs and the Matt LaFleurs and all them guys walk, right? The Kyle Shanahan, we let all them guys walk, and we got to go find the biggest name. Ron Rivera has done a lot, but Carolina saw it's like, 
He's getting they stale. He ain't got it no more. They got yeah, he he I look, he took that. them to a Super Bowl. He did what he did and all that. And Man, they're like, now this dude is what Jack Del Rio. He was good, but now his schemes are old. These new coordinators are just running offensive coordinators just running over him. Yeah, if they he, just we the seen what he did with the Raiders, the coaches and the coordinators are like 35 years old. <laughs> like oh the new God. guys yeah, are like they're, they're young. Right. And so we got the old wash guys that just happen to have big names because they have done something. Right. But he here's said, the thing. He said he, Joe Gibbs. Oh, that's like Joe Gibbs nine oh two one up. But here's the thing that I um I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards is Martin Mayhew, because this is Martin Mayhew's first season as general manager, much like Tommy Shepard's first season as as general manager. I'm very interested to see what Martin Mayhew does. In the offseason, I'm, I'm sure he's not going to fire Ron Rivera. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Remember the model here. Before you start down that path, Martin Mayhew works for Ron Rivera. Well, Dan Snyder man. hired Ron Rivera to run football operations like Bill Belichick does. Like well, when, did, well, when, did it, when did he work with Ron Rivera? It wasn't recently. What I'm saying, he works for, meaning the hierarchy. What you, no, I don't, I'm not following he, you. When, when Ron Rivera was hired, Dan Snyder said, I want a coach-run football team like Bill Belichick does in New, in New England. Okay. So Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is over the GM. He can't – the GM can't fire Ron Rivera. Not here. No, no, no. I'm not oh, saying yeah. he's going to fire Ron Rivera. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Martin Mayhew is in a position to – restructure all of the internal parts of this of this uh of this team meaning he can fire jack del rio he can fire the special teams coach i see i don't think he can without without ron's permission because ron is the is the he is the head guy is he is he jason wright and ron are peers right jason wright is in charge of all the business stuff ron is in charge of all the football stuff so ron is president of football operations he yes, oh, he's like Jason. he's like Bill Belichick. That's Jason. That's Jason. Rose. No, Jason is the president, the football team president. He's in charge of business, marketing, uh, sales, administration. Boom. Well, Ron Rivera is president of football operations. I didn't know that. Me neither. He go back to the go back to the hiring press conference. He said that I. This is he being Dan Snyder said that I've studied. Other teams in the NFL, and it seems like the people who have perpetual success are the coach-centered the the um, teams where the coach runs the team. I mean, he's not wrong. I think like like Bill Belichick in the Patriots, because you know, like Bill Belichick yeah. calls or, or all or the Mike shots. Tomlin or Mike Tomlin with the Steelers. I, I, right. I, I get that. I, I think so. I, that's what he's trying. That Snyder is trying to do with Rivera. So Rivera has I, I, free reign over all those guys. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't. I did not know that. I, I, mean, was, I wasn't aware of that because what I was going to say was Martin Mayhew is in a position, uh, just like Tommy Shepard, where he. I don't think he has that. See, so I don't think he has the power that a Tommy has. Right, he can't do the things that Tommy can do, and all the things he has execute, he's going to have to get signed off by Rivera. Well, really? shit, so, not to fuck this shit up again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Good God, man. I mean, it's like everything yeah. he does is just I'll leave. he he needs to go. That like they just the Congress needs to hire the FBI to just go in and raid the office. <laughs> they you know need to hire the FBI said, to run the team. Do <laughs> you know that Dan Snyder said that he's never had an email before? But he said that in an email that he sent <laughs> to the league. In an email. Here's what's crazy though. Email. So it doesn't it doesn't say online that Ron Rivera is president of anything, but it does say that he has uh, hired he's hired people. <laughs> like he hired and fired the GM. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the one that fired um that fired uh what was the guy we liked? Kyle uh, no Ke- uh Kyle Smith. Kyle, Kyle Smith. Smith, yeah, he's Ron Rivera made that now. decision. Yeah, he's like yeah, he let him go. He restructured the front man. office and then he brought in. Um, he's the one man. that he created the front office. That's his office. So Martin Mayhew works for him. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. because Ron felt like they were going to create a mutiny against Ron, so he brought in all the guys that he gets along. So, with. so Kyle Smith has been nothing but phenomenal at what he's been doing as far as bringing in people. And he struggled because Snyder has overridden him. Like the Haskins pick, he said he almost threw up when that happened. You know, like Kyle Smith has been trying to fight to make this team good. And Ron Rivera comes in and says, I need my people in here because I don't need, you know, I need people that are loyal to me. I don't care if he is good. I, it's, yeah. Don't give him a chance to be loyal. Okay. Yeah. I, I just. No, oh, okay. Well. I guess the question is, do we answer the question, is it time for them to tank? Or are they already tanking? Are they self-imploding and tanking anyway? I feel like he's 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 there. I, I just feel like he's there yeah. right now because he's not going to – obviously, he didn't trade for anybody. Um, he was very vague about the return of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's just very vague, period. He doesn't answer any questions. Um, and and he said uh, uh, when they asked him about evaluating players for their positions yep. and who should be where, he said that him and his staff haven't done that yet. Haven't done and they'll it do it in the bi- yep. bye week. Right. So they've been through eight weeks of the season and they haven't evaluated, they still haven't evaluated anybody <laughs> of their players. <laughs> what is going on? I tell you what, like I, 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 I have so much what? faith in him. What? I've had so much faith in him, man. I don't Bruh, know. But, but let's got, think about this. This sounds like a dude that's a dude that's washed. That sees Dan Snyder and Dan Snyder gonna write me a really big check so I can finish out my career here. I'll last maybe two, three seasons and I'll get paid. Yeah, I, I, I can I, do what I want. I'm done with this. They put me in charge of everything. I can do what I want. Just the same old shit, man. It's just the same. There's no hunger, bro. Nothing. There's no sense of urgency. Yeesh. Yeah, he getting seven million a year. Yeah, exactly. They got to cut his Thanks. ass. See, when you hire somebody like the Chargers coach and all these guys like that, they're hungry, man. They got to prove themselves. They ain't never done it. Ron Rivera's like, eh, let me get this the money. Chargers ain't doing all that well right now, though. They mm-hmm. lost to the Giants, right? Yeah, but, this, I mean, it's the dude's first year. But he's hungry. Um, he's yeah, hungry, at he least. I, I, I have more faith in that situation than I do in ours. Oh, so do I. I think anybody. I think the Texans have more faith in their situation than, than here. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas, Vegas got more. <laughs> Vegas has more. Yeah, right. Golly. All right. Well, let's move on to the next subject. Um, the MVP voting in the NFL. Uh, Derrick Henry's out for the season. Um, I think a lot of people, including all of us, probably had him pegged to win MVP. Um, even though that award kind of historically goes to ha- has been going to quarterbacks the last eight, nine seasons. 
Um, but he he was showing himself to be a force, like just consistent, like always putting up numbers. Um, so who are your who is your uh, MVP candidate now that Henry's out? If Henry was your guy in the first place, um, I, I gotta go with the goat right now. Still think Brady. Yeah. You can't not. It's hard look to at not him. say. It's hard to look at his numbers. You say, can't not look at him. It's either he or Kirk Cousins. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yo, I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even respond. Yo, just like what? Clutch, uh, clutch cousins. Yeah. Well, Brady has the. He's in the top five in pay to, uh, passing rating this season. He has more completions than any other quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um. And more passing yards. And he, he's breaking records this year. It's like he's broken. He's like, and they're That's winning. That's the yeah. Historically, if you're a quarterback and you are fighting or vying for the MVP, you have to have at least 12 wins that season. Word. I think the only time that it, it kind of didn't do it is when uh, Matt Ryan had 11 wins. Um, what season was that? That was uh, 2016. But he he led the league in passer rating, and you know, they put up you know a lot of points that year. So if you if you're super productive as a quarterback throwing a lot of touchdowns, and you have a high passer rating, you still got to get double digit wins to be considered one of the top um, candidates for. Who was the MVP? last running back to get MVP? Was it Adrian Peterson? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Because yeah, you're right, Dennis. I don't. It's just been nothing but quarterbacks getting MVP. Because mm-hmm. uh, was it Aaron Rodgers who got MVP last year? Uh, yeah. I was, okay. I was shit like that. Here we go. Uh, the last running back to win. Wait, where is it? Last running back to win. Um, was Adrian Peterson, two thousand twelve? Okay. Yeah. Since then. Since 2013, it's been all quarterbacks. Uh, I'll read them now. Peyton Manning in 2013. Aaron Rodgers, 2014. Cam Newton, 2015. Matt Ryan, 2016. Tom Brady, 2017. Patrick Mahomes, 2018. Lamar Jackson, uh, 2019. And again, Aaron Rodgers, 2020. Yeah, since 2000, they've only been one, two, three, Four running backs to win since 2000. Yeah, that's out the door now. It's going to be another quarterback this year. Yeah, I mean, unless unless the coach thinks that AP's or AP uh, Derek Henry's going to be back, but he's not going to be back in time to win that MVP. Yeah, if he comes back in the playoffs, his his numbers are going to be his numbers, and he put up yeah. impressive numbers last year and didn't win. So, right. I don't I don't think. Yeah, we, I mean, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, he took a slump today. Didn't throw any touchdowns. All of them um, took a slump. Matt Stafford is in the top. <laughs> he Matt took a Stafford, definite slump. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Dak is in there. Um, yeah. Lamar Jackson's in there too. I know he might be a running back that you guys would consider <laughs> a QRB <laughs> that Jockers yeah. consider to win MVP. Trey he'll, be, he'll be the next running back. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's looking oh. at Ron Rivera stats. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> he won a Super Bowl with the Bears, though. Yeah. As a player, yeah. As a player, 
Yeah. Um, it's e- it's either gonna be Tom Brady or or Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a strong contender again if he gets to play. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. If he doesn't have COVID, good God. If Tom Brady gets back to the playoffs and they get to the championship game, even if he loses the championship game, I think he still wins MVP. See, I think they're gonna give it to Aaron Rodgers. I feel like there are not a lot of Super Bowl quarterbacks who get MVP. Who won MVP it, last year? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the Super Bowl? Oh, Super Bowl MVP was Tom Brady. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't think there are a lot of season Super Bowl MVP. quarterbacks who win season MVP. Yeah, true. Well, I think the last one to do that was Cam Newton because he was in the Super He didn't win, but he was in the Super Bowl and he won MVP that year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what about Patrick Mahomes that year? Did he win? The year they won the championship? Uh, 2018. Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he won MVP. Oh, wait. 2008? No. He won in 2019. He won the Super Bowl in 2019. Uh, yeah, 2018, okay. he was... MVP. Yeah. I don't think he got to the Super Bowl that year. Hmm. So, I think he lost the 2020 was Aaron Rodgers. 2019 was Lamar Jackson. 2018 he, was Patrick um, Mahomes. Yeah, last year. Oh, Brady, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Aaron year. Rodgers. Dang, Adrian Peterson in 2012 was the last running back MVP. Yeah, that's what we said. But um, Patrick Mahomes won in 2018 or 2019 and then lost the Super Bowl last year. Okay. He won the Super Bowl in 2019 and then he lost last year. So, yeah, back to back. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh. Well. Since you brought up Aaron Rodgers, let's keep on that subject. And Aaron Rodgers, uh, is Aaron Rodgers' situation set up for failure? Ooh. And subsequently, thoughts on Jordan Love's performance as the standing quarterback since Aaron Rodgers is out this week? Uh, Which question we answer first? Answer the first one first. (laughs) Answer the first one first. Mm. Is Aaron Rodgers' situation set up for failure? No. He'll be fine. He'll be out for a couple weeks and he'll be back. What is it like? Two week quarantine. He'll be out two weeks and he'll be back. And he'll be two fine. games. Yeah, two games. Yeah, I mean, on and then he doesn't even have to test for COVID for three months. Yeah, but depending oh, on where they true. start, to yeah, test like where they start his numbers. So he'll be he'll be fine. It's a two yeah, week. I, break. I don't think I don't think it's really He's set fine. up for failure, but I, I think it does raise questions raises more questions about Aaron Rodgers because of all the information that came out about him and why he was so pissed at yeah, until releasing that information. Until somebody, well, that's his personal health information that's, they that's released, so he's yeah. got a right to be upset about that. But the thing is, I mean, this is something until another story comes up. This is not a big deal. It's a distraction. You know how many people got COVID? He got COVID. He ain't dying. So but if he don't die, the question what, was the fact the, that he was not vaccinated, and they're saying eh, he's not the only not person vaccinated. not vaccinated. As as much you know, I separating my personal beliefs on you know the vaccine from this. I mean, it's not a big deal. It really isn't. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. Nobody's think gonna be nobody. He's not. He doesn't even have to get tested for now. Again, for ninety days after this sure. is over with, they're not even talking about Aaron Rodgers and COVID come playoff time or whatever. 
Like Especially it's not even gonna if be a they discussion. continue to win. Especially if they win. If they yeah. start losing, that's going to be the X-Men. That's going to be the Achilles heel. Well, okay, so if they start losing, like, as of now, then they could say, well, this losing streak started because Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, of that's course. They're you know, they're tied to that. Well, okay, let's let's <sighs> dig into uh, Jordan Love's numbers for today. Um, I don't care about numbers. He looked bad. Well, the numbers uh, suggest that he played bad. I don't know that he played bad. <laughs> <laughs> he made some bad decisions, bro. So he looked. I mean, yeah. I mean, and he, he looked very him. nervous. I and I, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I feel like the way this all happened is what messed him up. And I will explain. If Aaron Rodgers had gotten hurt, they would have tapped him on the shoulder and said, get your helmet, go in the game. Adrenaline running, he would just run in and just start playing. Dude. This was super big media. Aaron Rodgers has COVID, lights on, everybody's paying attention to this. Now, oh my God, I'm going to be starting. And you got to overthink this. I'm going to have my one shot. He's going to be back in two weeks. I'm going to, bruh. What about the notion of next man up? Yeah, but how it happens makes a difference. He's a human being, bruh. It's his first NFL game and it comes like this. <laughs> it's a lot of, that's a lot of attention. Like just all of a sudden. <laughs> if it had happened, next man up would have been more like if he had gotten hurt. If he had gotten hurt, then you just got to run out there. Because the hype then you just instinct just kicks it's in. Just you just go. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that this got built up all week. He had to think about it too much. Yeah. It was just too much thought. I mean, as someone who was in that position, I don't think he performed horribly. I think he I, did yeah, okay. I, say, yeah. I think the offensive line didn't do a very good job at protecting him. Um. And he was he was nervous. I give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, he he was nervous. He it was a it was the game of the week. Yeah, um, he 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 just nationally got, yeah. televised. So I I don't know. I don't I don't I I I think if is Aaron Rodgers playing next week? He's not playing next week, right? No, he probably I think be he's got one a two week. week. I think yeah. it's a two week thing. I bet you Jordan Love has a better game next week. I don't even who they play yeah. next week. Yeah, I mean, you have a you have a bad game that takes a lot of pressure off of you. Right. Just now, you I, just go play. I think he watches film. I think he gets all the dust settled. He starts to relax a little bit more, and I don't know. I I just feel like he's gonna have a much better game next week, especially if they have to play someone like the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing the Seahawks. It well, and if that with Russell, if Russell Wilson Wilson's back, Wilson? if Wilson's back, that's gonna be a big game. Where is that game? That's I think Wilson's out for a little while, though. Oh, he ain't going to be back so. yet. All right. I thought Wilson was out for a bit. Uh, I don't know how long he's out, actually. He's, but not yeah. in, he's not on IR. He's not on injury reserve list. No, 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 but I think he's out for a while, though. I didn't think it was short. Oh. I don't know. I, you know, I'm just trying to remember. I feel like he was out for a little bit. Um. Let's see. Injury update. Oh wait, that's his wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. They have um, injury. Right, so, they have injury lists for singers now. No, no, no. So, I mean, I, I think the is the, Jay the, Hill on that list. Wow. <laughs> I think the bottom line is like we don't. Nobody think. I mean, we all know that Aaron Rodgers' job is not in jeopardy, especially from Jordan Love. That's for sure. Um, not yet. Not ever, bro. Unless he only way his job's in jeopardy. I Jordan wouldn't Love say is. ever, man. They drafted the dude for a reason. I mean, but, they drafted him because they think he's gonna leave. 
He's going. Yeah, if you have, but yeah. but if you have an Aaron Rodgers, you draft a quarterback that may need a little bit of time to groom because that's the point. Clearly, he needs that's a little time to groom. You don't need to draft a guy that needs to that's <laughs> ready to play what, today. That's what that's what they did when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. While Brett Same Favre thing, was quarterback. Yeah, Brett Favre you got time. Minnesota. Well, he got time because Jordan ain't ready to play. Yeah, true. Yeah, okay, yeah. and so you get time. Uh, they they're saying that Russell Westbrook is apparently about Russell to come Wilson? back. Russell Westbrook. Russell West. Well, Russell Westbrook hasn't <laughs> you come don't back want him yet. Throwing the ball, <laughs> you, he can pass, but he can't, maybe not a football. <laughs> um, Russell Wilson is uh, slated to come back next week. Oh, uh oh, that might be tough. I don't know how good that Seahawks defense is, though. You knew it, but they are five and four. Oh, is that what I saw? I want to get the wrong numbers. I just uh, I kind of like Pete Carroll against a rookie quarterback, though. I just I do. He's not a rookie, though. He's second year. Yeah, but that was his first start. Oh, uh, so was it last year they drafted him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, effectively the same thing. It's three and five. I said Aaron, five and Aaron three. Rogers. Uh, Seahawks are three and five, and well, with, those losses came with the loss of Russell Wilson. Yeah. And he comes back, and that middle finger on his throwing hand, if he's able to put any zip on that ball, um, I feel like the Packers may be in trouble with the yeah. with the quote-unquote rookie quarterback. Um, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, let's move on to the next subject. And it's not really <laughs> a, a d- debate, but it's just like it's a little nugget. Um, Canelo uh, beats Caleb Plant last Man. night. With the Good TKO in the 11th round, become the first Mexican undisputed super middleweight champion of the world. That's my he's, man, yo. He's only the sixth person to unify the belts, which means he has all four belts mm-hmm. for the weight class. Um, you see how he took him down? I saw how he walked him down for 11 rounds. <laughs> well, like he just, yeah. he's, I, I consider Canelo to be like a, a little big bully. He's he's smaller. <laughs> he's shorter than everybody that he fights for the most part. Sometimes he's on the same level, but he's fighting at 168. That's a super middleweight. And he just walked Plant down for 10 rounds. Yep. Just yeah. walked him down. And the thing about Canelo is that he does not throw a lot of punches. But every punch that he throws, he throws with evil intent. Like he throws with the intent to hurt somebody. And the shots he was hitting that guy with in the body. Yeah, like man. I was like, yo, and it's just yeah. a matter of time before he dropped that guard. And he caught him, and like yeah, it was it was it was an easy. He said He's he was so gonna knock him out. Strategic man. Yeah, he said he was gonna knock him out, and he he lived up to the height. He knocked him down. It was close. <laughs> well, they stopped it. TKO. That's a, that's a knockout. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying. Um, but here's the question: uh, What's next for him? Because he's he's went up to. Uh, I think the the class he went up to. He went up to light heavyweight. He won a belt there. He came back mm-hmm. down. Um, most of the fighters that are told it, uh, are touted to be like the 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 best pound for, he's he's the best pound for pound fighter in the world right now. Yeah, but all of the right. ones that in the top ten are middleweights or welterweights. So does he go down in weight or does he make them come up in weight to fight him? Because he, I think he has a oh that's a tough question. It's like a two hundred million dollar contract with Showtime, so he has to fight. 
He's already well, he's I already defended he his title like five times in his ten fights. I think he should. I think he should fuck up one of the Paul brothers. <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> Not ever gonna happen. Like they're gonna want to fight Canelo. There's, That's gonna be a very listen, very bad decision. That is there is no way the money. in the hells of hell <laughs> that you can get. That <laughs> I dude don't know, man. In the ring with uh, un. Listen, uh, uh, we they had got this in the ring with, with, with Mayweather. Yeah, but Mayweather was toying around, man. Like he was doing that was a money grab. I, I think um we we had this conversation earlier this week when we were talking about um Javante Davis, aka Tank, not the mm. singer, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. making making comments about these fighters, these YouTube fighters and these fighters getting into the ring and treating their sport like it's not a real sport. Yeah. And if you put one of those boys in the ring with somebody like Canelo, they're gonna get hurt seriously. Like I wouldn't put them in the ring with any hey, any other that's top the ten fighters. That they made. It is it is true. And if somebody's willing to pay that price to watch somebody die in the ring, like I'm, you know, <laughs> I've only seen hey. somebody die in the ring once, and it was like ninety five when his cat got in the ring, and it was two professional fighters, and he hit that guy, and the dude hit the ground, and he didn't get up, and it was like the, the guy died in the ring. I don't. At least their, don't, fu- their funerals paid for. <laughs> with all the money they gonna make. Well, I mean. No, <laughs> let them boys be. <laughs> let them boys keep fighting TV celebrities and all that stuff. There's, I don't think any serious sports fan would even consider that. It wouldn't be considered a win, anyway. You cut it. It wasn't even considered a win when Mayweather beat the boy. It was just you got to pay me to get in the ring, and I'm gonna go in there yeah. for six rounds, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put him down because I'm gonna be tired of this, and I'm gonna give you guys a show, but I'm not really here to fight. Like this isn't a real fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, I, I mean, outside of, like, Triple G, they, they're talking about that trilogy being finalized. Um, him oh, maybe wow. fighting somebody like uh, Terrence Crawford, um, okay. Errol Spence, one of those okay. guys. But he would have to go down and wait to, like, 160 to fight them. And I don't think Either that way, he... Either way, man, I, I, think he's, I think he's prepared. <laughs> he's, I mean, yeah, he... His mental capacity to do it is, you know, but, and he has to, they have, he's beat everybody they put in front of him except for Mayweather. And honestly, he was young. I think if you put this version of Canelo against the prime Mayweather, he would give him some serious trouble. I don't know if he beat him, but he would give him some trouble. True. All right. That'd be crazy though. Since we talked about Tank, let's go into our... (laughs) What's wrong with uh, what happened to R&B music? <laughs> That's a good segue. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, current state of R&B music and what it means to be an R&B artist now. Uh, I guess we don't know because uh, I, I played you guys a clip of um, Bruno Mars and uh, Anderson Pac's new song. Um, I forgot what it's called. Something about the window. And the lyrical content is... Windows ver- to the wall. Window... <laughs> <laughs> um, the lyrical content is very suggestive, but Trey was making an argument that I'll let him make again on this show because he was making it before we went on air. Oh, it's basically, yeah, R- R&B music now, you know, like, I guess back in the day, R&B music didn't have um, a lot of cursing, not a lot of strong cursing or, you know, direct and any 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 sexual innuendos were also implied more so than anything else. I mean, there were some things that kind of got there, but it, 
I feel like that R&B soul type of music used to have some type of, uh, you know, tried to maintain a certain order of class to it. But I think now, I mean, they just say what they want to say. I mean, I think that the code is the same. Like, you can talk just like rap. I don't, I don't think there's a there's no rule, unwritten well, or written. There's no rule. You can you can rap. you can do just like rap and huh? Yeah, a lot of the singers. Rap I mean, now, but right? you can. You, yeah, I don't know if that's the reason, but I mean, it's just that. I blame Chris different Brown. now, man. And and you know, uh, uh, the way that people consume music now too, uh, I think has a big effect on it. So, like, when we were coming up, we would hear all of our music on the radio. At least first, before you go out and buy anybody's CD, you would hear it on the radio. So, that means all the stuff that you heard was subject to the FCC. So, you had to have it a certain level of cleanliness before it came to, you know, people to hear. Whereas now, people are hearing music directly through streaming services, which are not regulated that way. They can say whatever they want. So... There's there's not even a reason to make clean versions of songs anymore, I don't think. You know, like I I don't I don't even really think there's a reason to make a clean version of the song if the song is gonna be what it is anyway. Because I mean, you can you can hit all your platforms and audiences directly without having to to to, to be regulated. I mean if, so, even if you play your song on the radio, they ain't bleeping out much on the radio now either. Like you can hear a song on the radio. They might they might bleep out the the n word, but bitch and all that other stuff getting through. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna pretend like I listen to the terrestrial radio anymore. So I don't I don't even know. What you know, I'll tell you it. this. I think a lot of it has to do with the with with the time. Um, back in the day, niggas was corny. <laughs> Like when it came to girls, niggas was corny. It was it was all about how can I get this girl? Say girl. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yo, I need to sing my ass off so I can get this girl to say. Like that's hey. what girls like. They like girls that could sing. You remember they like you, girls that could sing. They John, like guys that could sing. You remember uh, now they like girls that can sing. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> John, you remember? I don't think Trey may not remember this because um, I don't know if Trey was around when this was happening. But when Eric Robinson used to do that bit in his show, where he talked about singing to girls in McDonald's. Yes, I remember he said, that. He's like, yeah. I can sing, so I just walked up to a girl in McDonald's and I would sing the menu. He's <laughs> like, what? Would He's you like, like a cheeseburger? <laughs> no, I think I, I might have seen him do that fries? before. <laughs> I, I think I may have seen him do that before. <laughs> okay. Um, but like for real, it's like nowadays, it's like a lot of the millennials and Generation Z, it's it's not about how they can get the girl. It's 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 about how the girls get to them. It's like this really arrogance it's a it's an arrogance thing it's like i don't need to get the girl the girls come to me and i think that is uh a result of social media mm. how many followers can i get it's like oh see how many girls are following me now and, and you so, gotta you gotta add in you know the hot girl summer stuff and all that like girls are for sure they're super independent and they they're they're i won't say they're sexually charged but they're sexually free they're more sexually 
you know, their their sexuality isn't being stifled by like male male like dominance or you know male. Um, they don't need the guy to come get them anymore. Right. You know, it's right. like I can I can get it on my own. Like I don't even need you. I got Tinder. Oh, I got it's like Bumble. Narr- it's, like, it's like what you guys just said. The narrative that rap music has taken over the radio waves and has had a strong impact on all types of music, metal music, pop music, and now R&B music. It's even taken over jazz music. Like the the entire atmosphere of hip hop spans all genres now. Yeah, I think and rap so kind of took over music took in general. Over. Yeah. What's your so man that plays you, trumpet? Uh, uh, and I the, think that wears orange jumpsuits. Uh, what's his name? And gold chains. Who? You uh, t- the, he plays the dizzy trumpet. Oh, you talking oh, about um, um, uh, uh, Christian Scott? Christian Scott. Christian Scott. Yeah. Prime example. Yeah. He's rapping. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Oh. Like if you if you see <laughs> look if you if you, I haven't heard that album I mean I listen to his stuff he's doing it in shows I ain't heard him try to but if rap you, if you yeah. go to, if you go if you see him he's personifying the rap image like he's not like a he's not like a well it's not well, we, it's not just him no I'm not saying it is I'm saying it's, it's I'm all saying, the like, guys are doing that now but it's like you it, like cats aren't in, showing up in suits and jazz gigs exactly, no more not the young saying. ones and I don't it's, see I don't think there's anything wrong with that I'm just saying like hip hop and rap influence and rap hip hop culture, culture is, is on everything over. yeah yeah, yeah. so I you mean, can we say in, um, you can say bitch on a jazz record like now. like like my father would <laughs> yeah, say exactly. y'all look like bums when y'all get up there to play we used to be sharp <laughs> no he's not wrong <laughs> it's funny we were in birmingham uh, uh birmingham england doing a show at uh the o2 not the o2 arena but another o2 arena a smaller venue and we were upstairs in the small room. This is with uh, me and Dennis were with, with Odyssey. And downstairs was Kamasi Washington. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Ronald Bruner. And he said, oh, y'all playing the same time we are? I was like, yeah, we're upstairs. He was like, oh, man, that means y'all got the bitches. <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, yeah, man, we ain't got nothing but fucking jazz nerds down in our show. He's like, man, I want to come up to your show and just, just hang out in the audience because I know y'all got the bitches up there. I'm like, well, you might be right. I mean, we definitely don't have no jazz nerds at our shows. But you know what I mean? Have, it's just like we do have the hip hop nightmares, though. We do have hip hop night, but they like that. They, I mean, Ronald Bruno likes. likes I mean, like that. Oh. Let's keep it 100. I mean, uh, you know, I used to. I might get. Uh, you know, we, I can't I'm stand probably, to hold this break dancing. I probably get. I probably get hate mail. I'm sorry, for this Trey, wait, 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 Trey. I have to say this. That is my biggest pet peeve: is a female who break dances. I cannot. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't stand a woman that break dances in a tracksuit and an Adidas oh tracksuit with, with a fedora. Oh no, with a. Uh, that could be. <laughs> that could be the finest woman ever. And as soon as she starts popping and locking during one of our songs, that's it. No. Remember that scene from? <laughs> hey, yo, remember that, remember that scene from the Chappelle show when the girl was pop locking the car? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the <laughs> that's exactly it, yo. dude. You know, I don't you know, think anybody's interested in that. Look, you know what I found the other day too. You remember Somebody we did is. that? Uh, we did that. I think it was the first run we did um, in 2012, and there was a uh, there was a circle going on in the crowd. It was when um, Amir and Ralph had to leave the stage at the end of the oh, show oh, to go to Africa. Leipzig. Yeah. Leipzig. And then at the footage I got. Wait to go to Africa. 
Yeah, they had to go yeah, do a they had to go. Yeah. They were, we're recording something in Africa. Oh, but we were in, we <laughs> like were in really Germany, had to go to Africa. Uh-huh. And um, at the end of the show, they were there was a circle going around, and it was girls in there breakdancing in like Adidas tracksuits, and I was like, we were like, hey, it's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. No good. Get up out of here. But yeah, yeah nah. Yo. No money, nah. pop nightmares. All I was gonna say is, uh, I'll probably get hate mail for this, but you know, jazz isn't cool anymore. No, nah, it's you not. know. It I mean, I love the music. I think we all love the music, but jazz isn't cool anymore. It's not like I mean, you go to the shows and you look at the audience, and like he said, it's jazz nerds. It's people whose music nerds is into jazz. Um, we're all music nerds, and so that's why we like jazz. I mean, like, yeah. it's not cool anymore. It's not the ha- like people aren't. Nah, that's not like something that's cool is that the 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 people who are, uh, uh, you know, out and about on the scene, oh, that's what they're into. Like, no, nobody that's do no, jazz I mean, is not there. Think about it's like not. this: like even Glasper had to make an R and B record to be considered a Grammy nominated artist yeah. or win a Grammy before he put out like three yeah, jazz, jazz records musician. before he got it. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not I'm not knocking any of that like i think the black radio records were dope and he was kind of fusing the line between the two like still being able to be creative in a space but also recognizing that in order to be recognized by the academy and i guess by the peers who who make these decisions maybe i should like make this stuff a little more mainstream or you know at least collaborate with artists that are you know mainstream well and to be fair to glasper we all grew up on the music that these guys that people think is cool now we grew up on r&b and hip-hop and all that type of stuff we just happen to be musicians have parents or other influences that steered us towards jazz and stuff like that but somebody like rob glasper or any of us when we grew up the music of our youth and the kid like it was hip-hop and r&b like that's what we listened to yeah, but so, it was like that like real pop army. It wasn't. Yeah, it, was like, it wasn't that shit. That that. that no, but I'm that. saying what Glasper's the stuff Glasper's doing. It, it, yeah, it wasn't yeah, that yeah. though. But it was like uh, it, it was. It's yeah, reminiscent I, I, of that in it. You know what I'm saying? Like you can. But it's influenced it. by that. This, yeah, I mean, yeah, the point yeah. is, is that's is, the influence. Yeah. So I mean, I still think he's being authentic in that he's mixing jazz and that because that's what he heard. That's what. That's what. Oh, yeah, no he, doubt. Like I. You know, I'm not gonna, that, that whole like the breakfast uh, and the, the dinner, uh, the dinner album that he did with uh, Terrence Martin and all them. Uh, was it? Sup- I forgot what those records are called. Oh, like, yeah. The, the he, one with Common and, and, and all them. Yeah. What, what they what they were doing is um, basically they put out like four albums with the same music and they just put different artists on different records. And I was like, yo, that's I remember talking to um, Biscuit about it. I was like, yo, this guy's out here stealing money. Cause it's like it's the same songs, and they just same got. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna put instead of putting Snoop on his record for this next album, I'm gonna put you know Erica Badu on his record. But it's the same record, but it's like their take on what they heard. And I, but what do you think a lot of these hip hop producers and stuff been doing dude, anyway? But look, I don't care. I mean, yeah, it doesn't bother. I me. ain't mad that, that some folks like us are getting some doing the same stuff that them cats doing. At yeah. least they played some real music first anyway. I'm not mad about it because it's like you're still getting the creative flow of like this is what Snoop did on his record and this is what Erica did on his record and they're two different things on the same record. 
So you're oh. still getting the creative process happening because it's like you got uh, what's the name in Studio A and, and so-and-so in Studio B. You're playing them the same record and saying record it, and then we're just going to play them against each other. And like, hey, both these records are dope. Let's put both of them out. Boom. Well, that, so, that's just like Glasper put out a song with Lettucey on black radio that with that was already his song from one of his previous jazz albums. He just basically played that and she sung some words over top of it. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not mad at none of it's that. It's the same song. Yeah. He's got the rights to it, so why can't he? I'm not mad at any of it. And at the end of the hey, day, sing something over this. And now it's another song and it's an R&B song because yeah. you got a girl singing R&B over top of it and now people want to listen to it. And instead of you getting one check, you're getting four checks. And I'm not mad at that, dude. Like, it's it's fine. Like, it's cool. I was actually, the reason why I said I was mad about it is because I didn't think of it first. I was like, that's crazy. That's, in, that's, a, that's a genius idea. <laughs> like, you just work with a bunch of artists on the same song and just you just change the name of the record but you still got the same nucleus of people who worked on the record. So everybody who worked on the, the original music is still getting paid off this record. It's like crazy, bro. So like, I think the stuff that Glassman and them doing is the right avenue. It's the right thing because, again, jazz is not cool anymore. But that stuff that he's doing, it's got rap, it's got R&B on it. It fits into that lane of what's cool. So if you play that for just reg- a group of people, young adults or anything that oh yeah i can get with this um, no they, they still they go to the shows like they go to the shows like yeah. he, he's able to do residency like a month residency at a venue because of black radio and then off the strength yeah. of the name and the fact that he's working with all these people and he's he's building his portfolio differently he's on tv now he's in movies bro the black uh, panther thing was i mean come on bro like that's enough <laughs> bro i'm gonna tell you this if you want to keep real instrumental music alive with people playing instruments and stuff, something like that has to happen because the direction that things are going, if you don't yeah. do something like that, we're going to be doing nothing because <laughs> ain't nobody going to hear it. You know, all that to say, you know, R&B music is, it, it, it's, it's really tough to decide who my favorite R&B singer is right now because there's nothing that they there's nothing that they talk about that is of interest to anyone anymore. Hmm. It's literally like listening to rappers singing like Drake. Singing. Yeah. One you two know, three four five. So, like like back in the <laughs> <laughs> like back in the day it there was a and this is another point. Back in the day singers competed against each other like i remember hearing an interview that johnny gill every time he would sing in the studio on his solo stuff or with new edition he was trying to out sing brian mcknight because I'm about to say, don't say ralph chasman because good lord no 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 that's, no. that's not he was trying do. to out sing brian mcknight he hated that <laughs> nigga and he was like i can i can sing circles around fucking brian mcknight and so that was his mo that was his motive of being such a great singer you can and sing circles around. None of that. Can anymore. you throw a punch better? No, no, I'm sorry. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends on uh, who he's hitting. Well, I'm not gonna say. It. I was gonna say something. I, I, I no, I know what I you were gonna, gonna say. say no, 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 say it. don't say. It. Don't say. It. <laughs> I, I know what you were gonna say. <laughs> I won't say it. Anyway, um, there's just no motive for R&B singers anymore. It's just the the music is bland. The singing is bland. Like no one sings well anymore. It's all the same type of singing. There's no more Whitney Houston's. There's no more Alexander O'Neill's. There's no more 
Anita Bakers, you you name it. Luther yeah, there's Vandross, no distinctive Luther. voices anymore. Like they all either sound like they sound like Chris Brown or they sound like uh, Summer Went or Summer Walker or Janae Aiko. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you got you got Beyonce, who is Beyonce because she's Beyonce. But when you go down the list, the the there's when you start, to, I, I mean, kind of like um, you got to go back twenty. <laughs> I kind of like her. Her is pretty cool. Yeah, hers cool. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of cool. like her. I dig her, but I mean, she who else? Lucky is cool. Day. Her, she, she, <laughs> lucky, she is cool. <laughs> lucky Day, like Lucky Day, has a distinctive voice. But when you take him out of context of the studio, it's kind of rough. Yeah, when um, he does uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire tunes, it's like, oh ooh, no. Uh-uh. Um, shout out to Keithan, uh, Basement Foster, the place with uh, her. That's the home. And shout out to Malik, who's on tour with Janae Aiko. Malik, who? I forgot his last name. Sound guy. He used to work at. Um, uh, he used to work at uh, Howard University, and I think he used to do stuff at Bohemian County. You know, you know Malik, light skin oh. dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you was talking about Malik bass player. I was like, what? Oh, hell no. <laughs> well, you better. We better bleep that shit out. By the way, we better bleep, bleep that bleep, shit bleep, out. Oh, hell bleep. <laughs> <laughs> hell bleep. <laughs> Good thing we didn't say the last name. <laughs> exactly. No, but that's enough. He said what instrument he played. Wow. No, my uh, man Malik, a sound guy, he's he's out with Jay Michael, so shout out. And Trey, we'll tell you a funny story about boop when we get him. <laughs> 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 oh man. All right, let's move on to uh oh, the uh, artists of the week and then we'll go into um the others of the week. Uh Trey, you can go first with your artist of the week. Hopefully it's a um, let's keep it simple. My artist of the week is uh Kenny Garrett. Um I've been listening to his uh, Seeds from the Underground um, 2012 album. Just kind of rocking out to that this week. All right. Um, John? My Artist of the Week is A Tribe Called Quest. Enough said. My Artist of the Week is Miles Davis. Dope. Yeah. All right, let's do Others of the Week. Um, Oh, does anybody want to take Jay's? Since he's not here, he's in the shed cleaning up. He's, He's been kidnapped. <laughs> Go ahead, Trey. You can have it. Trey Man, he see. should have been here for the R and B conversation. That's his lane. Oh, that's true. He don't sing no more. <laughs> wow! <Damn. laughs> Dang! Shots fired! <laughs> pew 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 pew! His artist of the week is Jay's artist of the week is Lionel Richie. Hello. <laughs> Yo, you know what's funny though? I rode past you, um, I rode past baby. a center that's doing a Lionel Richie tribute next week. <laughs> it's like a oh, Lionel Richie what? tribute band. I just saw the I saw the marquee and I was like, Jay's artist of the week is Phyllis Hyman. We'll go with that. That's a good one. That's a good All one. Right. They don't say enough about Phyllis Hyman. Yeah. yeah. School days. Shout out. She so um, super dope. All right. Do your others movies, documentary, book, or other of the week, John. Um, I don't read, so I don't have a book of the week. <laughs> um, oh boy. I have not watched any documentaries. Oh boy. Um, and I haven't really watched a whole lot of stuff this week. So I'm just going to pick something that my son watched. And it's a new show called Jelly Ben and Pogo. <laughs> on PBS Kids. <laughs> nice. A show about Jelly, this girl, and her little brother Ben. And they have a friend who's a sea monster named Pogo. All right, uh, 
Trey. <laughs> uh, my TV show of the week is going to be Squid Game. I guess I got through the first two. So you, um, you didn't finish it yet? I guess I got to. Man, listen, I ain't got time to watch. <laughs> wow. I, 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 I pace as I can, bro. I can't keep up with people with TV. But um, just getting to watch that with my wife and getting to see all those people get shot, that's not good for her. <laughs> Not good for her at all. She she wasn't uh, violence. She, she is is an anxiety thing for women. I'm realizing like they don't like to see people yeah. getting shot like that. No, no, but no, they'll watch but... Game of Thrones though. I love shoot 'em up show. Shoot 'em ups is like my favorite I? genre of film Man, outside of horror. That, that first that first episode that first uh, raid movie. Oh my Sheesh. gosh! Woo! Oh my god! Raid one was my joint, and then Raid two yes. with Hammer Girl and um yes. <laughs> baseball the baseball uh... baseball dude and Hammer Girl. Oh yeah. my gosh, man. All right, Trey, go ahead. You, you really want to and, say and Jay's book of the week is <laughs> Where's Waldo? Because we don't know where Jay is. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. My um my my TV show of the week is uh BMF. Oh yeah. About the Black Mafia family. Black Mafia. Oh, that's one Dre, Dre said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Yeah. And the um the lead I character is actually Beach uh, Big Meech's son. What network is oh you're right, he played his dad. He's playing his dad. Where what network is it on? Stars. It's on Netflix, right? It's on Stars. I thought it was oh. on Netflix. Nah, it's on stars. stars. But on oh. on Netflix, uh, my movie of the week is The Harder They Fall. Yes. Uh, the movie with Idris Elba yeah. and Regina King, um Keith Stanfield. It's dope. a really good movie. Like it's a it's a western. Oh, and um what's the what's the what's the kid's name? Um Majors. Uh uh not Jeff Majors. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors. From that show Lee, on um, Lee Majors? No. <laughs> no, nah, from um what's the oh, show that's on HBO? Love Love Struck or what uh, Love and show? Basketball? No, no, no. He's from um Flavor Love Jones. Love. Lovecraft Country. Oh. The lead guy from Lovecraft Craft Country. He's he's the lead character in this movie. It's it's a dope movie, it's based on real characters. The stories are kind of like uh fantasized. But the characters are real. They were real people at one point. Um, and um, uh, Damon Wayans Jr. is in it. Um, R.J. Siler is in it as well. Um, and the girl from um, ATL, uh, Zazie Beats, she's in it as well. Good movie. Good. good. Oh, and uh, Delroy Lindo, he's in it. <laughs> I just named the whole cast. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. right. But if you get a he's, chance to watch it, on he's Netflix, reading IMDb. I wasn't. I was, <laughs> what am I reading? Uh, it's Google. Um, so yeah, if you get it, and it's uh, produced by Jay Z. Jay Z is one of the main executive producers for this film. Anybody um, watched uh, Kevin Durant's new uh, series yet? Anybody even watched the the trailer for the Colin Kaepernick movie that's on Netflix? I saw the trailer. Hey, oh the, well, it's a series. Crazy, but I got a few people that told me it was good, so I gotta I'm give it a chance. I'm not watching that. I watched the trailer and I'm like, "There's no way you're gonna give me the." How are you making yeah, a story about I your don't life? Know if I want to watch. You ain't even you ain't even lived nothing yet for real. Like you ain't did nothing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't I, know can't, if I can watch it. I can't watch it. When he when he made that line from like the it was like a a, a scene where he had the guys coming off the football field and then they were like yeah. morphing into like slave clothes. I was like, yeah. nah, I'm shackles. <laughs> I'm good, like, yo. I don't <laughs> see that. <laughs> and he walking around in an all black trench coat with an afro. I'm like, that's too much, on, man. man. I'm I'm good. Um, <laughs> on that on that note uh that is our show for the week or our show for the night um thank you guys for tuning in um shout out to unhinged sport network and belly up sports network and uh eaton's playlist um thank you guys for tuning in 
This show will be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program this week, and you guys can check us out then. Until then, be safe. Get the booster shot if you had the COVID, uh, the vaccine, one shot. Uh, I got mine. Two shots if you had two shots. Also, get, get your mine. flu shot. Um, we can't tell you I'm guys boosted, this. young. Can't tell you to set the clock back because if you hadn't by this point, you just late to everything, so it's fine. Um, and <laughs> not an hour early. <laughs> yeah, right. You showed up like I showed up at eight fifteen. It's that's seven. why Jay Hill's not on. <laughs> well, he we, we got we got you know different theories about why Jay's not on. <laughs> he's he's just off. <laughs> he's so, not on. He's off. Right, right. So on that note, uh, make sure you guys stay safe and until next time, peace. Free my nigga Jay Hill, please. <laughs> Jay Hill! Nah, see? Too far. <laughs> Too far. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball the vets about to get more rings, plus more things. Like a jam session or something. Then we beefing cause our favorite team, John like slumming. John like pumping. Over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or astro turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. Priest and Nomad. Talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane. Talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Jake Hill. Talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC baby Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.